Congratulations to the Duff Man. That's Kevin. The Duff. You know who you are. Anyways, reach out to Mr. Combo or at CMD Tower on Twitter to claim your prize for the June monthly giveaway. Coming to you live, this is your MTG Action Forward News Team. Hello, this is MTG Action 4 News, your news team for keeping things fresh in the multiverse. I'm Mr. Commodore 5, providing you new ways to lose your friends. Then we have Big Tuck, your breaking news source. Yes, and as I'm known to say, when someone tries to refer to me by my redacted name, and I have to give them a reminder of who they think they're talking to, Tuck. Big Tuck. Squee McGee getting caught up on meta traffic with the Weatherlight Report. Oh, I'm bringing you the beat on the street. Then we have the head of CMD Tower himself. Well, with all the UFO sightings happening, Mr. T decided oh. to go to the tallest building in Hotlanta <laughs> and try to get probed. Ooh, Hotlanta. Hotlanta. We're going to start off the top of the castle, ladies, and carnage that ensued with... 45. So, the game I want to talk about was quite hilarious, and I actually got to see a new card in a deck that I literally put in that day, and oh, the best. Oh, nice. I thought it was a good card... It turns out it's a busted card. So I was playing my Atraxa deck and I had just put Karth, the Golgari legend, uh, in there from Modern Horizons 2. And uh, to remind anyone of what Karth does, when he ETBs or a Planeswalker dies, I think I look at the top six Mm -hmm. or seven of my library. Seven of the library. Look at the top seven, uh, pick a Planeswalker, put it to hand, rest on the bottom Mm -hmm. in a random order. But the more important thing is that whenever you activate a Planeswalker loyal, loyalty ability, you do an additional plus one loyalty. So I got him out, and then I got down the War of the Spark Ashiok, where she comes in with four oh. or five, does a minus one. Uh, you know, target player mills four cards, then exile all cards from all opponents' graveyards. So let me tell you, doing that for zero yeah, over every and turn. over and over again, <laughs> and if you guys forget, its static effect means that my uh, opponents can't search their libraries. So, uh, seems kind of yeah, good. that's awesome. Uh, you know, I, I gotta say, so it I, does. Checks the box. Oh my gosh, it felt so nice. And then I ended up playing another Planeswalker um, and getting its ultimate off. Uh, no, I actually ended up getting another Ashiok out, the one that creates the nightmares, mm. aka the one that I bought immediately, the showcase version, because I swore it was going to go yep. up in price, but now it's <laughs> worth like $3. Yeah, and I yeah, spent 25 or 30 for it. Yeah. Way to that'll go. That'll happen. Yes, sir. And so, you know, that one I was able to get ultimated and get like way, way up there really, really quick. And so everything was going great. And of course, we have the Godfather at the table, and he decides to jukle hops, which <laughs> yeah, sure. normally would upset me. But you know, when I have two, three planeswalkers out and nothing to worry about, things seem all right. So eventually I did win the game. Uh, but I thought it was very, very funny that a madman jukle hops to where a guy just had planeswalkers and yeah. I could just keep going. And then I think literally it just kind of went back and forth forever until i won the game uh, a lot of draw pass draw sure. pass mm, uh but karth planeswalker super friends guys if you have Very green good. and black you have to put it in there like i am someone who states if you do a super friends deck it needs to be primarily planeswalkers you can't have 15 in there and 20 creatures that's not a super friends deck um yep. so i think my creature counts at like nine or ten something like creatures? that in the entire deck yeah um make room for karth uh it seems very good it's it's just yeah it's phenomenal and i'm even trying to remember the card that i ended up cutting from it uh because actually since i got to play attraction for the first time oh i cut uh jace unraveler of secrets which i thought was a perfect yeah like yeah this is plus one scry one draw card or this dude does bust stuff with planeswalkers so yeah i think that's you know you've inspired me to come up with a new name for a new potential alternate universe podcast of ours called good in theory busted in practice Ooh, and it's like a law it's like a law it, it, it's, it's all law, cards that you just read, and you're like, we, we "That seems pretty good." And then you play it one time, and you're like, "Oh my god!" 
Oh god, the person perfect person to do that would be uh Forrest Day Two Wong, oh, considering oh how many yeah. things that he like in our group chat or or Duffman. One of those two would be good because they always come up with these ideas and then you hear about it later and it's like, oh yeah, that was super yeah, busted. That paid out. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely gross. All right, Squeamy Gee. Anything you would like to talk about game wise? You know? I'm gonna go ahead. I got tomorrow off. I'm very excited. Haven't haven't had a day off since the Friday before last. And for those playing the home game, this is Friday coming up. Um, I'm going to go ahead and pass turn. Sam. But hey, you know what? You will be here on the 4th for a time. I will. We will I have will. the goad. We will have day two there. So maybe you'll be able to get it. We'll have the Godfather there. Maybe you'll be yeah. able to get in a half chub game at minimum. Mm -hmm. Yay. Oh, you know me. You know me. I like the in-person stuff. I like an in-person half chub. I don't like this internet half chub y'all are playing. And yes, that was intended right. to be sexual. Big Tuck, what games have you ventured into? Uh, we got to play a few on Tuesday. Uh, I there's wasn't really they weren't that terribly exciting. Like they were all kind of fun in their own right. Um, one that I wanted to comment was a guy said he a guy came in. He's like, okay, I built a coin flip tribal you should probably kill me when you have the first chance. And I was like, okay. <laughs> like I thought it was going to be the new one from um, Modern Horizons 2. It wasn't. It was Crack the Thumbless. And uh, what's the, who's the CEDH one that's green and blue? Thrasios. Oh, Thrasios. I was like, oh, okay. Mm -hmm. I see what's going on here. And it was just a, there was no coin flip cards about it. It was just like taking a Aww. chance to play Jessica's will and, uh, you know all these other that big made X me spells sad. and all that crap. Point it was super... like one of my favorite things that people. So why was crack the thumbless? Because that was his coin flip commander. So he purely had it there to trick people into thinking it was a coin flip. He deck. went. He did it just hmm. to maybe go ham off of like mystic confluences and that sort of thing, right? It was just a big spell deck that happened to have crack the thumbless in the command zone. But it I'm going to call it this played, deck Two Face. It all it's your, Two Face because it has two faces on the coin, and they're yeah, both like it played all your win. Garden Rital, like that. That was color tribal, you know, big X, big splashy spells. Um, but he got his comeuppance not only because me and a Skullbriar guy both ganged up on him the entire game, but he went one. We counted it one one coin flip for twelve attempts. He tried to cast wow. Jessica's will four times and didn't resolve it. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, so that was That's funny. what he deserves. Yeah, uh, so <laughs> suck on that, Mark. And then uh, I did some tinkering with uh, my bird and the broad deck now. Uh, we talked about that a while ago, and I finally got cards for it. Ooh. And uh, Also, it could be named Airbnb. I think that's pretty ooh, good. I like, ooh, I like that, because that definitely is how I won the game. Um, I swapped out the commander for Jessica Thrice Reborn, and uh, I didn't quite realize that once I cast my other commander, the Ishai, if four spells get cast, it's lethal on the board. Yep. <laughs> or I guess it's six, but also I had uh, commander or bastion commander or whatever. Bastion protector, so it was indestructible. And uh, yeah, it was really, really good. Literally no one could stop it. <laughs> and I knocked out everyone just like, you're dead. Can you do anything? No. Okay, their turn's over. Their turn's over. You're dead. Hail Mary for the guy that said you could help me. No, all right, you're dead too. So uh, it turns out we can triple damage on the command zone for three mana. Pretty solid. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that's going to wrap up 40 Life at a Dash. Now to cover what's going on in your local multiverse. What's the plane chase? Yes. And we are taking you back to the doctor's office for yet another one of our deck therapy sessions this is where we get therapy. user submitted therapy <laughs> this is where we get a user submitted deck from one of our fantastic patrons and we're going to go through and give a little bit of a rundown of the deck itself and then we are all going to give a few cards one of which we think is a slam dunk one of which we think is maybe a maybe or a slam dunk or if you will a greasy card um one Ooh, that's kind of in the middle too. ground you know try it out see how you feel we would call that maybe a slimy one and then finally a sweaty card where you know uh, think about it you know throw it in if you want cost, yeah. yeah and see what happens yeah. so okay so this week we are we had a interesting deck submitted by one of our patrons draco lucian and mm -hmm. their deck is called voltron tokens 
they were kind enough to submit it uh, in tapped out, the preferred format, which is one of the reasons they might have rose to the top of the pick, even though it was random. And they had this to say about it. Trying to make a go wide and go tall list. This deck is focused around either command damage with Tana, question mark, or with token swarms. Using cards like Pollen Bright Wings and Bravado to make Tana much more lethal and make the board much crazier than what it should be. It is led by a partner commander, two of them as it were. One is Tana the Bloodsower. Two colorless and gruel, that's red and a green, for legendary creature Elf Druid for a 2-2 Trampler. Whenever they deal combat damage to a player, create that many 1-1 green Sapperling creature tokens. And also the Voltron staple almost nowadays, Arden and Tepid Archaeologist. Two colorless and a white for a 2-2 core scout. At the beginning of combat on your turn, you may attach any number of auras and equipments you control to target permanent or player. Uh, so when I first looked at this deck, uh, this struck a very... Very tender chord in my heart because this looks oh. a lot like a decks of Christmas past or girlfriend decks of past. We haven't done that bit in so long. I kind of forget it. Uh, this looks a lot like my Naya deck that I had for a while that was just kind of cobbled together and couldn't quite pick which route to go on. Uh, so there's some <laughs> there's some interesting picks in here. Um, there's also some really kind of out there strats. I this is a deck for me that reads not great so i don't want to pass judgment on it until we actually see it in person uh but we, you know it, who who knows it's got it's got some interesting picks here but that was kind of my first thought it's like this looks like a deck that i would that i might have had for a few years that maybe i need to go back to the drawing board with it but mr combo <laughs> to voltron tokens what did you think yeah first uh, pass of this? <laughs> that doesn't work um <laughs> at, at least in my experience because the strategies are so dynamically yep. different. Voltron is all about loading up onto one. Tokens is all about, or go wide tokens at least, are all about going literally 50 plus deep in one ones and trying right, right, to right. swarm. And Voltron for sure, you have to go all in. You can't halfway Voltron. Mm. Um, the only way that even happens is just incidental commander damage like Atraxa. If someone doesn't do anything, eventually I kill you with four damage over and right, over, right, but right. it's not Voltron. Um, so that's kind of where I see the first issue because I see a lot of things in here that's like, oh, well, that's, that's, that's good for Voltron. And oh, well, that's good for tokens. But then they don't really cross-pollinate each other, Ooh. which is, I think, where the issue is. Um, and then the second thing is the mana base really needs to be looked at um, oh wow! You you, you went with that. the even distribution pie that me and Tuck used to do, and a lot of Magic players do. But once you look at your deck, actually online, over half of your deck is white, and barely any of it's red. So it's like I would cut out red mana sources if possible. I see you went with the the two of each of the basics, you know, forest, mountain, plains. Uh, I would probably cut the two basic mountains and maybe put in two additional planes because yeah. that's you're in a similar situation as to what I was in with my Animar deck. Where my Animar deck, I barely have any red in there. It's primarily green and blue. And so what I did is I just tried to eliminate the basics and let the duels kind of color filter mm -hmm. for me. Um, so that's, that'd be the second thing that I, I would look at. I think it's interesting, and I honestly think the better way to look at this deck is either, I, I think you look at it as a Voltron deck, but then I think you look at your tokens as more defense mm -hmm. than I am going to attack. So I think if you looked at more ways to maybe do plus zero, plus threes on all your creatures, that would be great for butts, Eldrazi monument type things to give them all flying and stuff, I think would be great because then they're indestructible and they can kind of protect you. Uh, I just personally believe the Voltron piece of it probably could work a little bit better in here and doing it the way that you are, where Tana is the one dealing the damage and Arden's the one throwing all the stuff on Tana. Right. But then I think you do less of your Perforos, less of your... Mm goblin bombardment get rid of the go wide stuff that's the benefit and just try to figure out how to get more voltron stuff onto tana because then you'll incidentally get tokens that help right. protect you yeah i agreed across the board mr big squee your thoughts on the deck mm. love hearing mr big squee uh look draco do i have questions absolutely <laughs> um not gonna ask them right now that being said i see the potential in this deck and i think 
Some of the cards that I have picked here actually will fill in some of the gaps for Tuck in combo on how this deck is supposed to work, synergize. Um, I'm I'm pretty excited about because I cannot recall ever seeing a Voltron token deck. Can't recall one. I mean, don't know anything about <laughs> seeing one of those in play, in practice, online. I've never I've never, never seen, seen one, one played more than once. So. <laughs> Either way, uh, I think this deck's actually fairly exciting if you play this the right way. And I also, just because I'm squee and just because this deck fits into this profile as we'll get in some cards with it. Oh, you could sit tight so well in this because every other person's also going to be like, look, Draco, I got some questions. What are you playing here? And, and you they're going to be sit like, tight Voltron? Yeah. what are you talking about? Oh, no, it's the illusion that you're not playing Voltron is what I like about this. Uh, it seems like there seems like that's kind you, of you, you try and machine. bait people into this token bullshit and then you keep this Tana on there. You don't go out and you just boast, oh, this is a token Voltron deck. You just play this deck straight out and out the gate. They're like, yeah, tokens. Got it. Green. Cool. White. Cool. Double them. Cool. Great. And then you use those tokens to beef up Tana to one shot people. That's what we're talking about. Anyways, I like what we're doing here, Draco. I like it. All right. Well, let's hop in. I still have questions, though. There's a lot of questions that are coming around here. So uh, let's <laughs> hop right in. And I'll start with my greasy or slam dunk pick. Uh, this is one of my favorite cards that's ever been printed. I get to talk about two of them today, actually, which is very exciting. When I looked in this and I was shocked that neither were in them. This card's been climbing up in price. And there's an absolute reason for it. So my first pick to go into the deck, Aurelia the War Leader. Two colorless, oh, two red, two yeah, white. Yeah, yeah, Legendary yeah. creature, angel, flying, vigilance, haste. Whenever really a, the war leader attacks for the first time each turn, untap all creatures you control. After this phase, there's an initial combat phase. I think this goes great in Voltron decks. I think this goes yep. great in token decks. Uh, yep. And Mr. Combo, to your point, if you do want to do the token thing where you're actually swinging in for value, now you can leave them back for your blockers and just get in with Tana again, creating even more tokens with it. Um, I've seen this card win games on its own. It does I've everything games that, with it. Yeah, it's definitely not a sit tight card. It's a card that really emphasizes getting in the red zone. Uh, but a really the war leader, always happy to see it cast. Well, I, I mean, I'm always happy to cast it. I'm really happy to see it cast. Yeah, I was about to say fix that word. <laughs> yeah, flip that around. <laughs> I like that card a lot. No, uh, is, I used to run this in my Akiri deck, and it was an all star in there. Yeah. Being able to double up any time on, on combat phases, whether you're Voltron or tokens to Tuck's point, is exactly what you're trying to do here. That is maximizing everything you got on the board. So, love it. I think it's a good pick. I think it definitely needs to be in this deck. Mm -hmm. And hell, you need a little flying support. Yeah. Give yourself a blocker. Always use it. Um, Yeah, you could afford to put it in the deck because your CMC right now is only a 276. That's always the one thing I get worried about, like the top end cards, you know, especially this being six mana. Oh, yeah. Um, two, seven, six and I, and I get it though. green. I, I, we don't need to go down that. Um, but you, you being into two, seven, six, you could definitely afford this. And I, I think if you are, because some people are um, set to the theme, you know, I definitely do that. Like with my Brutoclad all permanence deck, like I'm right. not going off theme, do not care. So if you're, if you're hardcore into the, I want to go tall and go wide, I think this still assists with both of those because to, to Tuck's point you could swing with Tana twice that's twice command damage or you could swing twice with tokens that's your go wide um, I mean hell you throw like a haste enabler in here then that second round or that first round of tokens maybe a will then crashing drawbridge so mm. that it's even increased so I think there are a lot of creative things you could do with Aurelia that can go either sure. side of the teeter-totter yeah for sure yeah, I it's hard pressed for me if you're playing a deck that runs that has red white in it, that's combat focused. It's always hard pressed for me to not put my gal, one of my gals in. Uh, so, Mister Combo, your first slam dunk or greasy pick, depending on how you want to phrase it. What do you got for us? Yeah, so my first uh, get it in the deck right now. Uh, cheapest copies around eight ish dollars, and this one you would never put in a Voltron deck ever. You'd only put it in a go-wide deck. And I know I said I think this should probably lean more Voltron with the go-wide being uh, uh, the defense. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I think you're going to be swinging with tokens, even if you're not swinging with like 100. You're probably going to swing with 
three or four at random times because you need to get different triggers and get different things. And I think Beastmaster Ascension will help oh God, both yeah. sides Absolutely. of your yeah. pendulum. Yeah, yeah. I was on so the fence. I wanted to add this in there. Love it. Uh, whenever a creature you control attacks, you may put a quest counter on Beastmaster Ascension. And as long as it has seven or more quest counters on it, creatures you control get plus five, plus five. And I think the important thing about this card is that once it has the counters on it, it's not like they get it till end of turn and then the counters get right. removed and you reset. Right. And another more important thing, like my Prava and Sakashima deck, Prava only buffs my tokens plus one, plus four during my turn. Right, right, right. This is plus five, plus five, period. So I think, once again, this can go both sides, where if you take my advice, make this more Voltron and your tokens or more your defense. Now you got a bunch of six sixes sitting back there. Yep. No one's going to be swinging yep. in to do anything. Uh, or if you want to keep doing both sides of the fence, you could swing in with all the six sixes or at a bare minimum, um, you know, uh, Tana becomes a seven seven when she's right. swinging with trample. So I think it'll do once again, both sides of the fence, both sides of the teeter totter. Uh, and at three mana, we're still keeping your curve very low. Um, yeah. Beastmaster Ascension. Love that card. It is a, Pet card of mine. It's in Reese the Redeemed. Uh, there it is, of course. It, why it, not? It also, uh, it also just fits in so many different decks because unless you are completely averse to getting into the red zone, you're probably going to attack enough where this card will get the tokens unless somebody removes it. So I, I feel good about it. And as you said, three mana, not killing his yep. curve. By the way, Drago, two seven something. That's a solid curve. I like that. Yeah, especially especially for a deck like this. Um, in the worst colors that are combined. So, okay, well, that's Greasy and the immediate slam dunks. We're going to move on to Mr. Big Squee. What is your Greasy or immediate windmill slam dunk pick today? All right, boys. Reese the Redeemed. Grab that, po grab that pocketbook. <laughs> oh, man. I Look. <laughs> Absolutely put that card in the damn deck. It's perfect in here. That being said, it's not one of my picks. Um. No, open up the pocketbooks, grab your wallet. Glad to spend somebody else's money. <laughs> Whew. Okay, we're talking about a different strategy here. We're not using the tokens for defense. We're using the tokens for utility plus defense. So I'm talking about Earthcraft. Little printing from Tempest. Oh, okay. This running, I don't know, a mm. buck 40, a buck 50. And by that, I mean $150. It's really God. expensive. Uh, buck um, 85. Oh, apparently. wow. Okay, I was. Maybe I'm looking at the HP versions. I don't know. But Earthcraft. So one colorless and a green enchantment from Tempest. Tap an untapped creature you control. Untap target basic land. So this is one of those cards that's very cheap to get onto the board. You're going to have tokens out onto the board. And you may or may not know exactly what you want to do for them. So why not make them all able to essentially give you more mana? Yeah. But he only has six basics. <gasps> Ooh. You can you can tap a so basic and untap I, it and tap it and untap it as often as you want in the same phase. The the the, the point is is that the percentages of him having a basic are gonna be very low. So yeah. I yeah, do yeah, agree I though Earthcraft fair. is an amazing Earthcraft is an amazing card. It's just what you would have to do, Draco, is go through and if you want to put Earthcraft in the deck, you're going to have to make your mana base not as flexible. So you're going to have to cut out things like, you know, Field of the Dead, uh, probably some of the Pathways, uh, Clifftop Retreat, you know, different things yeah. like that you're going to have to get rid of to get more. So I think Earthcraft is an amazing card in tokens, but I think you need at least 15 basics. So you can make sure you, especially in a three-color deck, because 15, I think, will at least guarantee you'll have two of your three colors in basics. So that way you could yeah, do I would agree. That's a good point. Disgusting yeah. things. Or you have to also you also have to. He has a lot of fetches in here. So if you're going to do this, you have to know that you're going to be burning one of those fetches just to go get a basic, which no one wants when you have this kind of mana base. Or at least I wouldn't think so. Well, you know, I, I'm going to go with uh, Ultra Budget Bruce from what he said not a few months ago, which is play more basics. Um, no. They're they're really good. I, I tell you, those basic lands they they're so reliable. It's amazing. But uh, yeah, if you bump that, and that is a good point because I didn't really look at how many basics were in the deck. I just figured in a token deck, this would be a good fit to use your tokens mm -hmm. when you're probably not swinging with them as much as other token decks would to 
give yourself the ability to, I don't know, say, yeah, you put a Reese the Redeemed in here, you can do Reese's ability and use that and use creatures to double up on your own creatures just to give you more mana in the interim. So, uh, yeah, if you got an extra buck, what, 85 now? Yeah. yeah. Go ahead, drop that on Earthcraft, put a few more basics. That'll save you some dollars. You can sell some of those expensive lands, put the mountains, put the forests, put the plains in there. Mm. And you're going to have a winner. I think I might need an Earthcraft for my uh, Simic deck. I think with Intruder Alarm and my Partitioners, that seems real gross. Ooh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, it sure does. Time to pony it, time well, to pony it up, Mr. Combo. Time to pay the piper. for the ideas. That's right. for the ideas. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the second round, which are things that we kind of think that, you know, have a good home in the deck. Try it out. You know, we might have one of these lying around. Mr. Combo, why don't you start this round off? Yeah, so this is actually a card. This doesn't quite fit in my Naya deck because my tokens are more the fluffy to go tall. And this is better with your go wide decks. But since you're kind of doing that straddle, and there'll probably be times where you do just have a bunch of creatures out there. Instant speed, March of the Multitudes, seems Oof, really yeah. good in this yeah, deck. Yeah, very, yeah, 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 not yeah. a lot of money. So this is an X spell for green, white, white, instant mythic. Uh, it says create X11 white soldier creature tokens with lifelink. But the reason I think it's great for this deck is it has Convoke. So your creatures can help cast the spell, and very similar to kind of like uh, Squeamy Gee's Earthcraft, you could pay, if you tap the creature, that pays for a colorless or one mana of that creature's color. So, you know, right before your turn, you left up all this mana, you know, trying to scare people or whatever, or even you have no mana, and it's just all these creatures. Yeah. As long as you have two white creatures out there, boom, you tap them and tap your 15, 20 tokens, and you basically, however many creatures you tap, you make that many 1-1 white soldier creature tokens with lifelink minus three for the, the three colors that it needs. So yep. this is yep. one that I think you could play around with. I don't think you need to get it in there right now today. But, you know, when I look at the slimy, I believe that's what it's called. Yes. The middle one. Yes, sir. Okay. Uh, so I believe for slimy, this is probably something that, you know, in the next three to six months, Test it out, you know. Yeah. Copy's only going to cost you a dollar eighty, so it's not going to break the bank like an Earthcraft is. So you could you could buy it, and if it doesn't work out, it's like eh, whatever. Yeah, totally agree. Um, and I was surprised because I kind of this was on the list for me too, as like an also rand, if you will. Um, but I didn't put it in because I thought I hadn't checked the price on it in a very long time because I really wanted to buy this when it first came out, and it was like twenty dollars, and I was like, I don't think that's really worth it. But yes, in a deck like this. Nope. You hold up the, def you know, yeah, right? You hold up your defenders. It's at instant <laughs> speed. Con people love your convokes, right? You can do this and snap someone, save yourself. A lot of utility in this. Um, if it was a sorcery, I wouldn't be as keen on it. But yeah, that instant really switches it around. It's huge. Yeah, yeah. it is huge. Lifelink, love it. Gain some life. Keep yourself on the board for a little bit longer. Yeah, I, you, that, that's a beautiful sweaty card. It's yeah. a beautiful sweaty card. It's slimy. It's because like you may not be able to. You might be able to cast it for. Five. Oh, sorry, 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 sorry. Slimy. Yeah, yeah it's a beautiful slimy, slimy card. I All get right. confused on the scale. We keep you have to do a little bit of work once every couple. Uh, of while. I know, uh, but the question though that I have for Squee before we move on to his is: this in redacted deck? No. Ooh, great question. How is not it not all. in the redacted deck? Because you what tap your mana, you do your thing with redacted. I'm sure Hold we can on. find one. I'm sure we can find yes. one. Yes. <laughs> Positive. Hey, hey, how about this? Fog. Done. <laughs> no. <laughs> one of them. Because literally, Squee, the thing is, is you populate with, with Redacted Commander. I can't say it. Uh, you now have <laughs> 30 tokens. Maintain priority. You then cast this, tap them all for 30, and you made 27 more tokens. Yeah, I mean, it's decent. Okay. That's I'll give busted. You that. It, that is got, busted. It's got some good potential. I'll also give you this. I ain't played the game in months. I don't even know what I'm doing out here anymore, folks. <laughs> when he comes out, just, if he comes out for the fourth thing, it's just gonna be Reese all day, every day. He's like, I'm oh, yeah, to get dude. This we're out. coming. We're coming in hot. It's Reese and Anawan, and that's it. And that's it. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad I'm not there to see that travesty. All right, Squee. What is your? Hey, what Anawan's is your, fun. 
what is your slimy pick, aka think it might have some potential, try it out, see how it works? All right, I'm talking about a card that is, for reasons unknown to me, extremely cheap, under a dollar by far. Uh, I'm talking Grand Warlord Raha. So two colorless, Oof, yeah. a red and a green. Legendary yep. creature, Elf Warrior. It's a rare haste. Whenever one or more creatures you control attack, add that much mana in any combination, which I really like. Any combination of green or red. Until end of turn, you don't lose this mana as steps and phases end. This card's a beast in here. So if you pair this, say that you beef up your basic lanes, you get an Earthcraft in there, you get a Grand Warlord Radha, you can add up all this mana and just, oh man, make this huge yep. pile of it too. You know, for example, play any number of X burn spells or token spells or whatever you want to play at the time that's most effective. I like this card a lot, and I think it's like 50 or 60 cents. Oh, yeah. All the Yeah, it's cheap. All the Rottos are down there. Yeah, I think it's the only... I, I think this fits in the slimy bit because, again, it depends if you want to make this an actual attacking token or blocking token deck, right? Right. Um, but I do like yeah, the fact to, that it gives To me, you this, this is just kind of covering both yeah. bases, really. Exactly. Yeah, I, I agree with that. It's really good in the colors. You'll be able to play out your hand, have your defenses raised up, be able to do your shenanigans. Yeah, the Warlord, Rada. And yeah. she's and we're talking ladies today. We're talking a lot of ladies, and I like it. Uh, <laughs> the only thing I... Because I've seen... Because uh, Frenemy Dan actually has a, a Radha deck, and it's filthy. It's gross. Uh, but the one thing that he was able to do well in it that, uh, Draco, you want to make sure that you do, because I'm looking through your list, you don't have a lot of card draw spells or mana sinks. Mm -hmm. So yep. kind of like with Earthcraft... It's like squeeze on to uh, something that can make the deck really powerful. I just think you're going to have to tweak your build a little bit, even right, if it's right. some sort of overly expensive yeah. non-basic land that's like pay seven, draw a card or something like that. You need some sort of mana sink. So that way, if you do generate 20 mana, you don't just play the three cards in your hand and have 12 left over because I've done that before right. and it feels very bad, uh, but it's because I hate <laughs> card draw or at least card draw cards. So just make sure, because I see you have some of the enchantresses in here, which sure, you know, with 21 enchantments, you might be able to kind of chain that into a little something, but, you know, just, just see if there's any other, you know, creature enter the battlefield, draw a card, dealing damage, draw a card, something like right, that. Yeah. And then that extra mana for Broadha will go a very long way. Definitely. Definitely, definitely, definitely. But now you can, I mean, green comes out with new ways to draw cards. It feels like every other week. So I'm every sure, minute. I'm sure, I'm sure <laughs> yeah. you have plenty of options. Didn't you hear there are three new sets that came out yesterday? I was pretty excited about <laughs> all three of them. Well, yeah. Di didn't you hear there's green moon Zenith. It's a uh, X green, green draw, draw your entire deck. Yeah. Draw, yeah. So. yeah. Yep. Tracks there. Uh, so mine, I couldn't help myself. This is also this one. It, it, I, it's definitely not an immediate slam dunk in my opinion, but I think it's good enough on its own to warrant inclusion. It's the my favorite planeswalker that's ever been printed. That's not in no. red. I didn't go that crazy. Oh. I thought I thought oh. about it. There was a second where I was like, <laughs> "No, this one's actually Had him going this, there for a This one's actually fairly balanced. Um, Elspeth Sun's Champion, I think, can do a lot of work. No, here. yes, no, yes, <laughs> yes. God. Four colorless, two white for a legendary planeswalker. Jesus, four colorless plus one. Create three white uh. soldier creature tokens. Minus three. Destroy all creatures with power four or greater. This doesn't go in minus, every deck minus, that runs white. Minus You're gonna seven. kill your own commander. Minus seven. You get an emblem with creatures you control. Get plus two, plus two, and half flying. So. The reason why I like this in here is I have a feeling that once people figure out that Tana is just going to be a target for removal, she's going to get killed over and over and over again. And then you're going to be stuck with a 2-2 person, right, with Trample, which isn't anything. So what you can do is clear the way with the minus three, clear the way and she can get back to your token generator. Or what you can do is that if you want your tokens just to be sitting around for things like Convoke, you use her plus three strictly as a defensive measure. You, you add some plus threes, you have your tokens lying around, and then boom. A few turns later, you have your win con right on the card with your emblem. That also helps your commander. Gives it another form of evasion that no one's going to see coming. I think it's got a lot of potential. Now, that being said, there is the downside of you potentially killing your commander with the minus two if you get into a pinch. But I think that's well worth it for the pinch. plus one and for the minus seven. I'll be taking... Look, I'll, right, I'll be this. taking... 
I'll be taking no questions. Or no, no, no. You're going to answer my You're question. Answer Why wouldn't they just go question. one mana less and go with Eldrazi Monument? It does literally the same thing as that emblem, but better. And immediately when it hits the board. I'm not convinced that he's going to have enough token generators to be able to sack it every turn. And then he's going to have to sacrifice his commander at the end of that. I like Eldrazi Monument. I think Eldrazi Monument is probably a greasy card in this deck. Uh, but... You need that to draw token generator just in case you're one or two token generators you have, aka your commander, and maybe some other card in here is not on the board. Hey, I know Look. we just uh, upgraded your audio system, but I'm about to fire you from this cast. <laughs> Damn, Elspeth. Oh, I only like have one thing take to it say. Away. I'm so upset. It, it's possibly a, re a redacted bit, but... Ooh. Bunch of Nances. Bunch of Nances. All right. Well, um, you know what? Since we get that is not what since <laughs> since we came to a rousing it's conclusion, quite mild. Since we came to such a rousing conclusion about my slimy car, let's go into <laughs> the sweaty and maybe try it out, Mister Big Squee. The floor is yours. What is your maybe or something that's a little wet inclusion? You know, I think I think this is a little more wet than a maybe. And wow, that's that's a weird sentence to put together. But um, to Mr. Combo's point about drawing cards, I'm talking about Hunter's Prowess. So four colorless Ooh, yeah, and green. Sure. It's a sorcery. I, I hate it because it's a sorcery and I love it for what it does. It's a rare and it has until end of turn target creature gets plus three plus three and gains trample. Meh. The three plus three is Ooh, nice. But it I has like whenever that. this creature deals combat damage to a player draw that many cards. So you could potentially draw 15, 20, 25, mm -hmm. to whatever your Voltron commander's sitting at. This is a really nice play right before your combat phase. Draw a absolute ton of cards. And you can even play this, draw some cards, and then maybe have something useful to do in your second main phase. So, because we're generating a lot of mana now that we've dealt with some uh, other things like Grand Warlord and Earthcraft. So... I think this card really fits in here. I think it's it's something that probably doesn't see a ton of play out there in EDH because it is a sorcery, but at the same rate, not overly expensive. What's it? Yep. A couple bucks, five bucks, something like that. Oh, 24 cents. Oh, wow. I'm, I'm yeah. something completely different then. Yeah, grab one. 24 cents. Done. And I do, I think when we look at this, we've kind of been forgetting that there's another commander in the command zone, right? So uh, I certainly did. But if you look at it, and Tana has gotten to the point where she's prohibitively high to cast, this is a good card mm -hmm. that you can stack up with Arden to draw your cards, get in that commander damage, and maybe clear out the t clear out the the board. Especially if you can attach some of your spicier equipments to him on the combat. Yeah, I agree. So, a th a thought that I Squee just gave me. I don't know what it is about Squee's picks today. Usually, I just hate him, but he, he's <laughs> these are the ones that really get your. They're really baking your noodle, huh? I got a day uh, off tomorrow. I'm Tuck's doing all right to, today, boys. I know, I know Tuck's going to throw up in his mouth a little bit, but I genuinely think it would be good for this deck. Power a lot artifact. of the deck is sorcery speed, and a lot of times the stuff in green, that sorcery speed, is your game winner. It's like you have Triumph of the Hordes in here. I think mm -hmm. Hunter's Prowess is a borderline game winner, depending on like the yep. creature you could throw it on and if it has evasion. But a lot of it is sorcery speed, which people can then just react however they want. You know where I'm going, Tuck. I already know. I, of course. I, I, once again, I feel like you'd have to look at the deck, maybe tweak it a little bit, but the Delkin Ori seems to make a ton of sense in here. So that way you can do stuff as you need it because Hunter's Prowess becomes 10 times better I don't even care which commander you swing with or token. If you just swing a 2-2 two, two or a 1-1, one, one, they're like, sure. And it's like, okay, I'll buff it by three. And then, oh, by the way, I mean, you already have Sigarda Zade in here, so you kind of have the mm -hmm. instant speed mm -hmm. with your auras and your equipment. It just kind of gives you another level to that. So just something to kind of think about. I know that is an expensive card, and yes. that is not one to just buy on a whim. Uh, but I, the more I look at this, I think if there's a way that you could play your stuff at flash, I think that gives you that additional advantage. Yeah, I think you'd I have agree. to. I think you'd have to look at what how many sorcerers you have because it only has seven right now, right? So, it, hey. I think there's. I think there are ways where that could work, uh, even though that card is prohibitively expensive for no reason. Uh, all right, I'm gonna go into mine. So this again goes into the. Uh, this kind of plays again into the, more of an attacking with your tokens, right? If you're playing a Voltron deck. 
this doesn't really get you there to the extent that it would normally, but uh, it's still an interesting card from there. So Marisi, Breaker of the Coil, uh, Frenemy, Wills, <laughs> most favorite card that's ever been printed, uh, Colorless, and that is the Naya, a red, a green, and a white for legendary creature, Meowski Warrior. Your opponents can't cast spells during combat, which is good in and of itself. And then whenever a creature you control deals combat damage to a player, go to each creature that player controls. Um, for those playing the home game, that does mean until your next turn, those creatures attack each combat if able and attack a player other than you if able, and it's about a buck 45. So the reason why I have this in the sweaty column is that if you are really trying to keep your tokens out there just on a defensive and you're just going to turn this into a Voltron deck, doesn't really do you a whole hell of a lot of good because goading one person is not near as good as goading three. But if you are trying to get into the red zone with your tokens, this is a really fun card. Um, it can really help you stay alive because I'm guessing this is a deck that's going to draw hate pretty early and often. So again, it just really depends on what you want to use with those tokens and where you're trying to get your damages in. It's cute. Yeah, it's yeah, cute. It's cute. <laughs> I, I can believe no, that. I, I could see it working. Yeah, it, I think you're exactly spot on, though. You do need to look. And I think this may be a, a good thing for this deck in general, as Mr. Combos alluded to, too. You do kind of, I think you need to look at this deck and give it a little bit more focus on how you want it to operate between the tokens and the commander, but there is a lot of potential to make it a nice symbiotic relationship. Yeah. Um, and I don't know Maurice's gender. Do we know, do we have a stat on that? No, I can't tell because um, it's a cat. All right, Mr. Combo, take us home. <laughs> What is your <laughs> right. what is your pie in the sky? You're sweaty, you're maybe think about it. Let's get wild here. I can see that look in your eye, that glimmer. And I feel like this is either gonna be something I'm gonna be very angry with, which is why you're smiling. Okay. Yep. I'm gonna go ahead and just I'm gonna go ahead and just let this go. Let this go. I mean, do you just wanna go ahead and guess what the card is? Uh I don't know, Blightsteel Colossus. What? No, Alter of the Brood. Oh god. Oh. No. <laughs> you son so of a I bitch. So I actually I do I I I genuinely believe that this card in this deck actually will do a lot for you, but I do have a, a legitimate, you know, pie in the sky pick. But for the three people that don't know what this card is, that listens to <laughs> us, it's a colorless we artifact. In the last six minutes, <laughs> oh. whenever another permanent enters the battlefield under your control, each opponent puts the top card of his or her library into the graveyard. The only reason I think this is a reach card is because if you if if throughout the game, let's just say you get Alter the Brood in that glorious turn one that feels so good, I guarantee you probably by turn four or five, you've probably milled everyone at least fifteen each. Because tokens usually if come in there, bunches, yeah, sure. um, and I think for one mana, it's probably going to it's going to give you more in negative impact to your opponents than any other card in the deck. So that's the reason I think it. I think anytime you're putting a lot of permanents on the board, Alter of the Brood needs to be in the ninety nine somewhere. But I do have uh, if you don't want to be on on the Mister Combo Number Five bandwagon, <laughs> I think once again we got to look at this yep. like strategy that we're doing. But Ajani's Strength of the Pride seems to make a lot of sense. Two colorless white, white, legendary planeswalker Ajani. It's a mythic from M20, mm -hmm. coming in at about $10. Comes in with five loyalty, has three activated abilities. I'm going to read them bottom to top. Zero. If you have at least 15 life more than your starting life total, exile Ajani and each artifact and creature your opponents control. That's borderline game winning. Yeah, for sure. Minus well two. With the Create a 2 2. Cat soldier creature token named Ajani's Pride Mate, and whenever uh, that whenever you gain life, put a plus one plus one counter on Ajani's Pride Mate. I mean, it gives you a token, but I'm not really like sure. there for that. But the plus one, once again, this kind of depends on how you're doing your build. You gain life equal to the number of creatures you control. Technically, also the number of planeswalkers you control, but you don't have any in the deck right now. Not so yet. I see. Not <laughs> yet. So I see this card as a plus one. You should probably gain at least, if you're doing it as a true go wide deck, you should at least be gaining eight plus life. Yeah. Seven yeah. creatures yeah. plus yeah. the uh, Johnny itself. Uh, and so I see this potentially even being a card that you land, you plus one, you gain 20, 25 life, you're 15 above your starting life total, and now your opponents are on notice. You have one turn cycle before yep. I exile 
all your artifacts and creatures. If it was destroy, this wouldn't be nearly as impactful. But the right. fact that it's exile is insanely strong. Now, you do lose the Ajani himself when you do it, but I think that's worth it. Yeah. So this is one. It, it is a little pricey at the $10 for like a stretch card. So I think this is one that if you get through your build and redesigning the deck and it does have more of that token focus, then this makes sense to give it a whirl. But, you know, Alter the Brood you can get for five bucks. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, like I and I think to your point about the the turn cycle and, you know, exiling itself, you won't need to do the zero more than once ever. Right. So you right. should be able to do it and then win the game. Uh, yeah, I, I, I agree. It's it's a cute one. I like it way more than Alter the Brood. Just depends on how many tokens you're going to be able to get out and how many you're going to be able to stay on the board. Look, you're only going to hear me say this once. Because, damn it, if I don't hate your affinity for Alter of the Brood, but I want to give it right back to you. I run Alter of the Brood in recent, it claps. Redacted. That card collapse. Absolutely collapse. Tokens Unreal. and mill with Alter of the Brood, done deal. Outside of that, f off. <laughs> I, I agree with that. Except for the token part. Just I'll just take the ladder on it. But anyway, so so Draco, thanks for submitting this deck to us. Um, and thank you again for putting it into Tapped Out. Hopefully, one of these nine or so cards we talked about might make the cut, Elspeth, um, or all of mine. And uh, hopefully, we'll be able to hear some uh, exciting news coming this way. So if everyone else there wants to hear about their deck on Deck Therapy, then go ahead and post it to the Discord under Deck Therapy Submissions. And of course, uh, the easiest way to do that is, you know, just join our patron community for literally just a dollar a month and then you mm -hmm. get entered in. And all we ask you to do is post it, preferably tapped out, uh, but we'll take anything uh, <laughs> into the deck therapy uh, category and just give us a short description of what you're trying to accomplish with the deck, maybe where you're stuck with the deck. And who knows, maybe you'll be on the couch next time. I don't know why my brain, when you said tapped out or we'll take literally anything and you said post-it, I thought of writing all of the names of the cards on post-its <laughs> in a stack and sending that oh to God. you. Oh, God. I might do that still. We'll see. Maybe a little more effort than no. we need here. <laughs> I, I would prefer it if it was more serial killer-esque where you print off on computer paper, each sheet is the frame of a magic card, and then you literally draw it out, then send me a three-ring binder with a hundred... Eight and a half by 11 pieces of paper with your deck. They're going to be on that sweet printer that had the holes on the sides, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, that's going to wrap up What's the Plane Chase? Now, in that last segment, Squee dives into those creative juices with the Weatherland. Welcome back to the Burrow Report. Still out of the air and underground. <laughs> Happy to be report. here, folks. Uh, that's from that's from last news because you keep shooting my chopper down. So now I'm I'm underground and hiding. So I'm pretty sure that I have talked about this card on the news, but we're on episode 94 at this point, and I don't remember. So, folks, I'm talking about Rayhan, last of the Abzan. So. There's a good chance I've talked about this in the past, usually probably with another partner, but I'm talking solo Rayhan. Oh. There is only 15 of these decks out there because why wouldn't you throw a partner in there? But I'm squee, so here we are. I thought this was a good card, and I picked this specifically because of Draco's deck because I also wanted to talk about some interesting ways that you could do some, say, Sapperlings in potentially Draco's deck and potentially this deck and then use those to win the game. So... Mr. Yes, Combo sir. has a question. Mr. Combo has the floor. Uh, no, no, no one knows this on here. I'm throwing it out there for longtime lurker uh, slash fan uh, MTG Lord of Leaves. Over at the Vorthos cast, why is Rayhan, the last of the Abzan, which is white, blue, or white, black, and green, yet its color identity is Golgari? Let us know in the MTG Action 4 News Discord if you could. Wait, is it white, too? Well, Abzan is white, black, and green. Oh, yes, right, 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 right. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah just curious. A, just curious. That's a great I'm sure question. There's a reason. It's the last. Know. It's the last two colors. The white ones all got blown up, evidently. <laughs> Damn those whiteies. All right. Well. Oh well, that's a ridiculous. Let's say it in. Anyways, let's get into it here, boys. Uh, so Rayhan, last of the Abzan. So a colorless and Golgari, legendary creature, human warrior. It's a myth. 
Uh, Rayhan, last of the Abzan, enters the battlefield, and I really struggle. I want to say Asban, so I'm probably just going to keep doing that. Um, it enters the battlefield with 3-1-1 counters on it. Whenever a creature you control dies or is put into the command zone, if it had one or more plus one plus one counters, you may put that many 1-1 counters on target creature. Also has partner, which is irrelevant here, and is a 0-0. Zero, zero. So... We're going to play with some counters, we're going to place it with some tokens, we're going to play with ways to get more tokens onto the battlefield that potentially may die, who knows, there's a lot of ways to do that in black. So we're trying to get tokens out there, kill them, get a bunch of 1-1 counters, and then move those as need be. So, first card, I hate this card, I cut it out of every single green deck that I have, and I put it in every single one. Talking about Michaelith, you've heard of it, you've seen it. Oh, sure. It's out there. It's a 1 1 counter. I don't know if I want to say staple just because I just get mixed feelings about it, but a fantastic card. So, uh, three colorless, two green, creature, yep. fungus, rare, devour two. When it enters the battlefield, you may sacrifice any number of creatures, and then they enter with twice that many 1 1 counters on it at the beginning of your upkeep, create. A 1-1 green sapling creature token for each 1-1 counter on Michaelith. So this is a great way to use Rayhan to move counters when creatures die on your battlefield onto Michaelith, create more tokens, get rid of those tokens, and then move counters back onto Michaelith. It just kind of goes in this big old circle sure. of everybody else's going, oh shit. So I hate talking about this card. I wanted to make it quick. I put it first for that reason, and that is all I have on it. You all have the floor. Uh, this is a card that will, in my experience, gets cast. Everyone gets scared, and then it dies immediately. But right. it eats, but it eats up a removal spell, which has always done in my experience. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've seen this thing do a lot of work, and I guess with it, it kind of depends on how you build your Rayhan Rayhan deck because he doesn't have anything. Because Michaelith really succeeds in a token deck because it eats all the tokens and then literally produces double yep. the amount of right. tokens that it yep. ate. So. You know, you, you'll have to figure out either, like, are you going all in on the plus one, plus one counter theme? Um, and then if so, are you winning off of, uh, you know, just straight damage with your go tall? Very similar, I guess, almost kind of like Draco's deck yeah. where they're trying to do Voltron. It's like, are you doing Voltron with counters just because you're going to have a bunch of like 15 15s or are you going to try to like go like with a bunch of tokens with a lot of individual counters i think either way michaelith's really good but i would say to tuck's yep. point if you put michaelith in the deck and you want to have rayhan as your commander it probably won't die in this deck because you may only be able to eat one creature it gets two plus one plus one counters and it's like oh well i guess they're only making two one ones on there, and it might be one of those things that sits there inconspicuously for multiple turns as Rayhan just kind of politely throws more and more counters, and Michael it starts to produce more and more. Right. Yep. Yeah, I like that. It has the potential to be a sleeper. It has the potential to be very explosive. Say people are out of removal spells late game, whatever the case may be. It's a good card. Always think about it in your decks if you're running green. I think it has a fit in a lot of decks. You don't necessarily need it in all of them, though. Um, Let's keep going on this sapling train, just for fun. So, I'm talking about Namara Grove Guardian. So, four colorless, two green. Creature, Tree Folk Legend, has for two colorless and a green, put a 1-1 green sapling creature token into play. And then it has, more importantly, now that we're talking with Michaelith on the board here, oh. potentially, sacrifice a sapling. All saplings get plus one, plus one until end of turn. So you put Rayhan out on the board, you get Michaelith out there, you're generating a bunch of saplings, you sacrifice a bunch of saplings, your saplings get huge, you can swing through with them and then just keep doing this loop and putting counters on top of Michaelith or whoever else at the time. Sapling, sapling, sapling. I like this. Golgari yeah. sapling, that's also 1-1 one, one counters, question mark? <laughs> yes, correct. Could be. I'm going to throw you for a big loop here on the next card. <laughs> So, I'm just going to keep moving. Saprolings we were talking about. Well, now I'm talking about squirrels. Uh, Deep Forest Hermit, three colorless, two green, elf druid. It's a rare. It has a vanishing three, which is my favorite part, <laughs> because then after three turns, it just disappears, and you get to use it for a free sacrifice outlet to Rayhan. Then when Deep Forest enters the battlefield, create four one one green squirrel creature token. Squirrels you control get plus one, plus one, one. It's 
It's fine. It's it's a token generator. It's a creature that builds up your token board state and then gets rid of itself to beef up whatever creature you're trying to put these one one counters on. Yes, it's a stretch. I know. If you there's one card left, and I swear to God, if if it's the one I'm thinking of, if you're doing this, I can't. You can't. You had me in the first half. I'm not gonna lie. I was like, okay, <laughs> there's one card left, and if it's the one that I'm thinking of, I'm gonna write it down. I am logging off for the night. <laughs> <laughs> so the, it actually it doesn't. Be. So it is a token generator, which is good, but it actually does nothing with Rayhan because Rayhan only cares about plus one counters. It had vanishing counters, and technically vanishing counters with it, they get removed. So when it dies, it actually has zero counters on it. Oh, but it is good for tokens. Well, cut it. Get it out of there. It's no All good right. anymore, boys. I've written it down. All right, Tuck, Tuck has written down the card. Don't worry, Tuck. I have I have one as well that he better have put in here. I almost guarantee it's not that card. I don't think it I is, mean, but... I will start off and tell you it's an uncommon. Okay. Where do we sit? We're good. Whew. Okay. All right. All right. Squee has been cleared for liftoff, but in the borough report can't fly, so going to stay in the borough and talk about a card you didn't know about. Moldervine Reclamation. So, three colorless and Golgari enchantment. It's an uncommon. Yeah. <laughs> Whenever a creature you control dies, you oh, gain yeah. one life and draw a card. Yeah, it's insanely good <laughs> for tokens. I always like I, I always forget that this card. I'm so used to these cards saying like whenever a non-token creature dies that I forget this one yeah. is just anything. Anything. Yeah. So if you're doing your sack rigam rolls and it's feeling good for you, then sure, let her rip. Yeah. Sack a sapperling, gain a life, draw a card, put a plus one plus one counter on something. Sack a sapperling. I like it. More. Because, I mean, if you if you think about it, most of the times the uh, uh, token card draw is like Skull Clamp based, but that costs yeah. mana to do so. Yeah, right. Yep. So if you if you just have a generic sack outlet, even if it's not a good one, this still works phenomenal. Yeah, it sure yep. does. And for those playing the home game, Skull Clamp, Slam Duncan here. Go for it. Okay. Uh, I have been uh, scouring EDH Rec to see <laughs> why this card did not appear on Rayhan's page. And then I actually went to this card's uh, commander page, and Rayhan's not even listed on it, which I'm baffled by. Okay. Skullbriar the Walking Grave. Oh, nice. Golgari to cast it. Zombie elemental legendary creature. It's a 1-1 one, one with haste. Whenever it deals combat damage to a player, put a plus one counter on it. Counters remain on Skullbrayer as it moves to any zone other than a player's hand or library. Oh. So typically in Golgari, you have recursion of some kind. Sure. Something's yeah. out there you can recur. Oh. And technically, the way that Rayhan reads is that if it had one or more plus one plus one counters on it, you may put that many on target creature. Right. It does not remove them from Skullbrayer. So if Skullbrayer has 10 mm. and someone kills it, you're just putting 10 on something else, but it in the graveyard still has 10. And when you reanimate it, it comes back with 10. So, and it, it, it's it's just such a cool way. Now, it has to die because of right. Rayhan's ability. Right. You can't blink yeah. it and do gross things like that. Yeah. But I look at this actually being your secret commander right. for a Rayhan deck. I think that's a slam dunk. That's some tech for you, folks. That's nice. Yeah. That's really nice. And I and trust me, I, I've, I'm i on the EDH rec page. Top cards, high synergy, and creatures. Rayhan doesn't appear Nothing, anywhere. Doesn't have any I don't. Ridiculous. I don't get it. Nowhere. <laughs> so ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, Skullbriar. That's, that's all I had this week for the uh, the good old Burrow report. Go ahead, make some sapperlings, kill them, bring them back, do whatever you want to do. I think it could be fun. Squee out. Back to the Action Four News Desk with Mister Combo and Big Tuck. Thank you for staying with us, and as always, remember the great giveaways from CMD Tower and Level 1 Game Shop by retweeting, subscribing, following, liking, sharing, and placing orders at level1gameshop.com. You could support us, though, directly by going to our Patreon, patreon.com slash cmdtower. With reward tiers for all the budgets, there is a way that you, the collective, can help. And of course, check out our store, cmdtower.com slash merch. We sell mats, sleeves, tokens, coins, everything you need uh, to get your magic game going. No, there's an and idea. Of course you CMD Tower Yoga MTG. Mats. Oh, those will never get used. Those will get used in. <laughs> here, here's what they get used for: uh, eight player, two headed yeah, giant covering the entire table. <laughs> but it will be a full. You can stay in touch table. with the MTG Action Four News team by following us on Twitter, Facebook, and our website, cmdtower.com. 
You can communicate directly with your team at CMD Tower, at Mr. Commodore 5, all spell out except for the 5, at Deer Squee, at Big Tuck Tweeting, your MMTG Action 4 News Team. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good